And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Joe Markowski here. After a Week 14 defeat, the Giants are back to their regular bad football team mentality and bad style of playing. Trevor, good afternoon. How are you? I'm, I'm good. So, yeah, the Giants are back to uh, their bad football playing is, a, is one way to pull it. Miserable football. And it starts at the top with Daniel Jones. He was back to when he, the team was 0-5, when he couldn't complete a pass, when he couldn't scramble, when he was fumbling. And the last four weeks, we've praised him for not turning over the ball. And what does he do? First drive of the game, turns the ball over. It's a fumble on behalf of our good old friend, Marcus Golden. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, the offense is is a problem once again. Once again, Jones, not impressed again. I think he was not good. Well, the first thing I thought of when the Giants lost was you. Because you kept saying last week that this was the game that you were going to determine Jones' future on. If he beat Arizona, he would impress you. If he didn't, which he didn't, he turned, he went back to the beginning of this year, doesn't sit well with you. Doesn't. I mean, you know, he doesn't show up in the big game. And I said, oh, like you said, it doesn't matter who you beat. Well, it does now because a de- halfway decent team, uh, the offense is nowhere. Or, right. You know, seven points. That's unacceptable if you ask me. Not the, so, I mean, the defense was okay. I mean, the only thing I would say is there was no pass rush. Uh, but, you know, just not to show up. Defense is good, dude. We've been saying the past couple of weeks, defense is solid. They got yeah. a solid defense. The only, the only thing I would say about the defense is there was no pass rush on Murray, which I did not like. Yeah, I don't know if if you felt this because you're, you're a Kyler Murray guy. So you you live and breathe Kyler Murray. It felt like there was no way to stop him. Like if 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 there was no one open in the second, if if there were no receivers open, he would find a way to scramble. If there was some sort of pass rush, he'd fire off a short pass for a first down. It just felt like he was unstoppable. It it was. I thought they played a very, I thought they played a very good game, and you know, the beginning of the game where the the Giants stopped him, I thought you know maybe the Giants defense is going to do well today after on a fourth and goal on the first possession, but the offense never really got going. I mean, you know, they had, had that one touchdown. But after that, they never really got going. I mean, it wasn't even a shot where, you know, they missed possessions or they missed field goals. They never really the, – nothing on the defense because I thought the Cardinals offense played decent. But I thought the story was the Giants offense. They just couldn't couldn't get out of their own way, as you understand what I'm trying to say. No, I agree. It was a Giants' fault. It was a Giants' offense fault. But if I can cut a little bit of slack here, they weren't set up with great field position all game. It, it – the game it was like a, it was like a game of catch. The Giants would uh, start on like inside their own twenty, kick it off to the Cardinals, who let's say they get on like a thirty or forty yard line. The Cardinals will march up the field for about twenty yards, just miss field goal range, and punt it right back to the Giants inside their own ten. It was that the entire game. It was so repetitive. They couldn't. The Giants couldn't get out of their own twenty yard line. I agree. Now that, I, that doesn't. Hey, but, you know when you're playing these teams, you know. Playoff teams, you gotta have to drive the ball. That's not an excuse. Why like, you just say oh, it's bad field position? And you gotta drive the ball. Oh, I completely agree. But um, but th- the thing I think that would have turned out is they didn't even get a first down to flip the field position a little bit. They just couldn't. You know, it was either uh, a bad throw, a penalty, uh, the drop ball. You know, just you know, every play was something that you know could have been this, but it turned out to be that because of something. Well, also call it like it is. The Cardinal secondary was awesome. Receivers were covered. Evan Ingram was was non-existent. There were a couple. Golden Tate made a couple plays. I'll, I'll give Golden Tate that. I'm not a big Golden Tate fan, but he made a couple plays. But 
the rest of the the rest of the day, there was no signs of offense. When all the receivers are covered, Jason Garrett tends to go to rely heavily on the run game. This week, Wayne Gallman wasn't there. And after Wayne Gallman, Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis, of course, he has to fumble on the kickoff return. I know it should have been a penalty, Trevor, but of course he has the fumbles. That's on Deion Lewis right there. But no offense. They couldn't get a run game. Daniel Jones looked lost. Daniel Jones, there's a thing called scrambling. You should really try it one day. When you're under pressure, when the offensive line played as bad as they did yesterday, you're allowed to move out of the hash marks. You can run around the offensive line. You can go to the left. You can go to the right. You can run out of bounds. You can slide. There are other tactics than sitting there and getting sacked. And you being sacked is not your strong suit because when you get sacked, you fumble the ball. You do, and, you know, uh, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, he, you know, he, he took a, uh, he took a hard hit, you know, I mean, you, you can't tell me every hit you take, the ball's going to be on the ground. That, that, that just can't happen. It's not. It's inexcusable. You cannot rely. I mean, listen, the Giants offensive line has been fairly decent over the past couple weeks. The four game win streak, over the four game win streak, it seemed like everything was going right. But yesterday when things don't go right, you can't curl into a little ball and expect the offensive line to do great things for you and get sacked and fumble the ball every time. That's not how it works. Yeah, and like I said, it's a game that, you know, you, I don't know about must win, but you have to have. And they lose, and all the other NFC East teams win. Yeah. Uh, well, Which, yeah, go down the line. Philly won. Cowboys won. won. Redskins, of course, 49ers couldn't do us a favor. The Redskins won. I mean, the Cowboys, I thought they were going to win anyway. But... Me too. They look, still look pretty good, though. I know the Bengals are a bad team, but you put up 30 points against anyone is pretty good. I mean, I, 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 the Redskins schedule looks easier to the Giants one, in my opinion. Oh, I completely least... agree. If the Giants play like the way they did yesterday, they're not going to beat the Browns. They're not going to beat the Ravens. Heck, they might not even beat the Cowboys. So, it, with the way Washington's playing, I think Washington's got a legit defense here, too, Trevor. Chase Young? Oh, God, he's a superstar now. And usually it takes some of these guys a couple of years or just like a year and a half to, you know, break out, get out of their shell and, and, and perform at the highest level. Chase Young, it's taken 13 well, weeks. I had I had bad memories. Remember the Giants-Bedskins game late last year? It was a meaningless game. When it cost them Chase Young, right? Giants won it overtime. It was like, I, I, don't, I hate to say it wins a, a meaning, meaningless. I hate to say that. But it really was. And it was like, we lost Chase Young because we beat a team that had nothing to play for. No playoffs or nothing. And we won. And now we didn't get Chase Young. I'll tell you, I don't want to, you know, bring down Chase Young because I think he's an extraordinary player. But look at the way the defense has played this year. He would have, of course, made a huge impact. But they're not starving for a pass rush, right? Dexter Lawrence and uh, Leonard Williams have been fairly decent this year. Okay. And offensive line was something they needed. Now, Andrew Thomas hasn't played up to what I think he can play at. Well, the past four games have been all right, but he hasn't been number four overall. But if Chase Young was yet. on the defense, then it could have been a formidable defensive line. But then you have no offensive line. That's what I'm saying. I know Andrew Thomas isn't very good, but he gives you a, just a little bit more than what you would have had. I get that. I don't like the, you know, he's benched and this and that. It seems like he's been a little bit of a distraction to the team as well. Well, I think that's on the head coach. And if I, if you don't mind me talking about the head coach real quick, I don't think he had a very good game either. No, some people, you know, everybody, everybody has a, a bad day. Right, but there was this, there was one play. I, I even forget what it was, but I remember the circumstances. It was third and one. The Giants were, of course, inside their own 30-yard line. That's where they sat the whole game. They wouldn't move out of there. 
with a third and one. And him and Jason Garrett have Daniel Jones wind up and throw down the field to Darius Slayton. Trevor, it was third and one. If you're going to th- let alone throw the ball, if you have to throw it, just move the sticks, get a yard, and reset the downs. On third and, and throw, one, run with your red-hot running back. Yeah, and the throw was way off. Way off. It was, oh, it was dude, dude, I think, thinking about it now, I think it was out of bounds. Or close to it. I, I don't think the uh, offense is... I, I think Garrett has, has, has been just okay as an offensive coordinator. I think he's had his moments, but I, I haven't been that impressed with him. I mean, wouldn't you agree? No, no I, I've actually liked him this year. He's gotten everything out of Wayne Gallman, everything you can ask out of him. Without Saquon Barkley, he stepped up, and I think that's due to Jason Garrett I not quitting on him. I give, I give him the money back, but I just think the overall offense has been just average. Right, year. and I'll give you another reason. I don't think Jones has that number one receiver every quarterback needs. Hey, look around the league. League. Aaron Rodgers has a Devontae Adams. Matt Ryan has a Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley who had a big game yesterday. Every one of these good quarterbacks, like, or look at look at the other team. Kyler Murray has DeAndre Hopkins. Every quarterback needs a number one wide receiver. You can't play with a couple of number twos. We saw it this year with the Houston Texans. It doesn't work. You need a number one wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I could think of a couple for the drafts. I don't know if you want to go down that route, you know. Maybe offensive line is number one. Again, the next five games will determine what's it going to be. I was thinking, dude, I was thinking of a trade. I think the Falcons are going to blow it up. Trade for Julio Jones. Like, make make a trade like that. Get a really, really good wide receiver. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're going to ask for a lot, though. Lot. I, they should. He's, he's arguably the best wide receiver in the sport. But that is the kind of talent they need to help this quarterback out. Well... I think the, the, the well, I think what should happen. I mean, the GM should be out for the Giants. Yes, no, really, yeah. no, I dis- completely disagree. And you know, if they, if they get top ten draft, I mean, you know, the right guy taking the stage. See the right guy under center right now. That's still do, that's still be to be determined. Well, here's the thing with Gettleman. So even with the loss yesterday, I know after the loss yesterday we have a sour taste in our mouth. But this year they have exceeded our expectations. More than me and you thought, and any other pundit or expert thought. At five wins in week 14 of the regular season, that's far better than anyone thought they would do. So, with Dave Gettleman, he's brought, I think we have our franchise quarterback. I think he's I think, brought in a good offensive lineman. He's, he's built a great defense. For Gettleman, I think a two-year contract, almost a prove-me contract. You get two more years, get to the playoffs, and make a deep playoff run in these two years. Is that fair? Mm, I, I I'll compromise on that. I'll give him I'll give him two years. Two years. I I think that's a perfect deal for two years. You, you all right? You built the team. Now go win with it. Now bring in reinforcements. Make the team great. You have I, the developmental I, pieces. Make it great now. I think the team is not good unless you're gonna tell me you're gonna put a great cast around him. The the team is not gonna go anywhere if you have the same quarterback keep playing and playing. Time to put a new quarterback in there. No, I, I'm saying give him weapons. So we had this argument earlier in the year, dude. Remember when we had the argument when, uh, or rather, if you have a decent quarterback with good weapons, well, Jones it'll make benched. the quarterback great. He did get benched yesterday. And he should have been. I think he should have been benched earlier, actually. They waited until about three minutes of the third quarter. He should have been out in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I agree. I just, I, it's just that when he, when Jones has a big game coming up, he never, he never seemed to win that big game to, you know. I mean, Trevor, like I look, said, look, look at last week. Remember what happened last week? 
That was Colt McCoy. Where's Daniel Jones? Oh, that's true. Okay, but the, I'm talking about the Giants. You're talking about Daniel Jones. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think he's beaten a team with 500 yet. And and this comes back to my story. It matters who you beat. Okay, but let me ask you this. If they had Daniel Jones last week, you don't think they'd win? If they had Daniel Jones last year, would they win what, the division? No, if they had Daniel Jones last week against Seattle. Um, They would probably, but you don't, again, you don't know. Jones and McCoy are different quarterbacks. How do you know what's going to happen? Because Cole McCoy's a backup quarterback. Yeah, but Jones likes to run the ball more. How do you know he doesn't fumble on a run or something like that? Because there was no pass rush that week. How many times did Colt McCoy get sacked? Not too many, but again, exactly. it's, hard to, it's hard to judge different quarterbacks in different uh, scenarios. He, pro- he probably would have won. I can't guarantee that. Let me ask you this. Do you think Daniel Jones is on Colt McCoy's level? You think he's, Do you really think he's that bad that he's as bad as Colt McCoy? I think he's better than Colt McCoy. I would put it this I There's four tiers for quarterbacks. I have the, the best, the best. Mm-hmm. Second tier, third tier, and fourth. He's in the third tier for me. Who's in the fourth tier? Like the like the worst of the worst. Like oh, you have Drew, like the Drew, Drew Lock, people like that. Yeah, okay. oh, Drew Lock's in the third tier. I give him that. You, I don't know about that. I think the Broncos are actually looking for a quarterback next year. We'll see. I you know Sam Donald's in the fourth tier. Can I ask you another question? Yes. Let's say this off season, the Houston Texans call you up. They're gonna ask for three first round picks. And let's also give them. They're gonna ask for Xavier McKinney too. Would you trade for Deshaun Watson? Yes. So you would do three first round picks and Xavier McKinney for Deshaun Watson. Well, the guy that you can look at as a cheaper. What about Carson Wentz? I don't want Carson Wentz. Absolutely not. Or Absolutely or not. what about Sam Darnold? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Uh, you hate Daniel Jones so much that you want to get rid of him and maybe bring in a rookie quarterback. So Sam Darnold is essentially a rookie quarterback. Look, I think Sam Darnold is a decent quarterback. Do you think it's part of it because he's in a bad system? I do. I think you put him in a good system. But are you saying the Giants is a good system? If the Giants had a good system, Daniel Jones would be playing good right now. I agree, but it's better than the Jets system. No, but you don't settle for that, Trevor. You need exceptional quarterbacks. I I see Darnold with the Patriots. I, I okay, but, but but that's a conversation for the day. If you really do, you really think Daniel Joe? I mean, Sam Darnold could come here and be a legitimate quarterback? No, no, I'm just saying maybe Darnold is a backup. Why? But why? It doesn't make sense. You need some reinforcements. I I, I like to have a good second quarterback. So I, I, so I, bring in Andy Dalton. Bring in a backup quarterback, or bring trade for Gardner Minshew. How about that? He's he's better than Sam Darnold. Well, Andy Dalton, he would be starting over Jones if he gave me the choice. But how does this solve your problem of not liking Daniel Jones if you bring in a competent back? What does that do? Well, I would say this. If you bring in a Dalton, mm-hmm. compete for the job. Let, let Jones know that his job is online. I'm not at that level for Daniel Jones yet. I'm not there yet. Well, no, look. He could redeem himself these next two weeks. He could win one of these two games. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. After week 17, when we come on here for Black Monday, I think, what is that? That's January 7th, I think? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, no, that is January 14th, uh, 4th. So January 4th, if you come on here and Daniel Jones loses all three of these games, let's bring in a back quarterback and compete. Almost like what Gary Sanchez is doing right now, right? Bring in, uh, you're bringing competition for Gary Sanchez. But if Daniel Jones wins one of these games... And they are still in the vision race in Hold week on. 17. I'm keeping them. Now, one of the three games, the Dallas, he's got to be Baltimore and Cleveland. Can't be Dallas. 
No, 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 no. He can win a game. He can be Dallas. No, 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 no. You gotta be a good team. Dallas is the same level as the Giants. He beat he beat Washington twice this year. They're a good team, right? I get that, but that was before Washington pooped, and before and one of them was with Haskins. Okay, um, well, is Arizona a good team? They were five hundred last week. Well, I think that, I think they're better than what they are. No, yeah, but but, but, it, but okay, Washington was the same football team when they played them. I agree, but my thing is that if you look at the same, my thing is is that they can only beat teams at the same level. They can't beat they can't. Beat a team over five hundred, or because the team I, around him is not built to be over five hundred. Yeah, but you know, you're in a big race, I, and you're gonna have to step up and win one of these games. When you say big race, you're talking about teams that are five and eight. That's the Still big a division title. On the line. I understand that, but they're not good teams. No team in this division is good, Trevor. I get that. You know that. So if they lose all three games, if they lose Cleveland and they lose Baltimore, and they get the Dallas game because that doesn't matter, they lose, then there's got to be a backup coming in the offseason. That's a that's a fair argument that I'm willing to have with you on January fourth, but on I don't even know what day is December fourteenth, ten days out from Christmas Eve by the way, and Happy Hanukkah to everyone if you're celebrating, but ten days out of Christmas on December twelfth or fourteenth. Right now, Daniel Jones is my franchise quarterback. He has the skill, he has the arm accuracy, and he has the arm strength. He also has the, or I thought he had the ability to know how to scramble out of the pocket. Yesterday, it was non-existent. But in three weeks, that argument could change. It can. We got three games left. Like you said, they're in a race. I don't think it's a legitimate race, but they're in a playoff race. And again, you apologize for nothing in the NFL. But a race at five and seven, you take it for what it is. Doesn't matter. It's a it, playoff. It I understand. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. At five and seven, if you you take you what call, you take the opportunity you get. Do you call this game a must win this week? Yes, every game for the remainder of the season is a must win. And you can't just say it's between Washington and the Giants. No, no, the Eagles and Cowboys are back in. I'm looking at sayings right now. Let's see. The yeah, the the Eagles are a half game out. Cowboys are a game out. Well, the Washington beat Dallas twice, so that that doesn't favor Dallas. Okay, how'd they do against Eagles? I gotta look that, but I just tell you this: Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback next week. That just came in an hour ago. Yes, actually, you, let's get to that right now, Trevor. Okay, so we well, we did twenty minutes on the Giants. That's pretty good. So now we have for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts starting. So I think he's won the starting job. I'm gonna ask you this: Does he have the starting job for the rest of the season? I think he does. I mean, if nothing else, even if they're out of the playoff race come week seventeen, you at least got to see what you got for next year. I think for the rest of this year, he's the starting quarterback. And what a game. What a what a first career game for Jalen Hurts to take on. Was, good college. was he really? I didn't, you know, I don't yes. watch a lot of college, but yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. So if he was good in college, he sat on the bench for the first portion of this year. He comes out in week 14, beats a very good Saints team. Granted, they don't have Drew Brees right now. Still a but very talented team around him. But it was still, a, it was still a, uh, still a very good team. Yes, it was, well, even without Drew Brees, the Saints are still one of the best teams. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. But he beat them, and then next week, another tough game with the Arizona Cardinals. If he beats, and it the, wasn't. Go ahead. Can I make a point? It wasn't yeah, go like, for it. You know, the Eagles got you know flukes and you know lucky. It was fair and square beat. It would, it would turnovers. The defense actually played pretty good for the Eagles yesterday. I again, yeah. I, I t- granted, it's Taysom Hill, but they still played good. You got to give credit where credit's due. And the Eagles had some sort of pulse yesterday, and they didn't have that for the past five weeks. 
Yes. So uh, Jalen Hurst is starter. And I want to talk about a couple other games in the NFL. Okay, so you got the Bills at ten and three now. They beat the Steelers on Sunday Night Football last night. And Trevor, it's time to take the Bills seriously. Josh Allen is a legitimate quarterback. He's got a he's got a number one receiver. You see how having a number one receiver helps? How good of a game Stephon Diggs had yesterday? Yeah, it did. And you know, we were telling this all before. We thought the Steelers were overrated, and uh, looks like they were. Yeah, well, they've lost two in a row now, dude. And uh, but I think it's more to do with the Bills being a great team. Yes, I would say last week is definitely on the Steelers, the first loss. Yes, so the Bills are basically AFC East champions. Unless they melt down. But no, I think they're looking at it right now. What's the Bills' schedule coming up? I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, Bills' schedule. Not score. Schedule. Sorry. Here we go. Good. You you saved the day. They are at the Broncos Saturday at 4.30. Remember, there's two Saturday games this week. Oh, that's cool. That's a win. Um, at the Patriots Monday Night Football, probably win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dolphins. home to the Dolphins. It's close. It's a good game. Uh, that is a good game. And uh, you know what a Saturday! I'll tell you. That's I I I love these Saturday games, dude, because it actually gives me something to watch other than college football. So Saturday games in the NFL, good thing. Now we just talked about the, we we mentioned the Dolphins there. I do want to mention or talk about what they did yesterday down at Miami Gardens. Because playing Patrick Mahomes is tough as it is. But only losing to him by six, now that's an accomplishment. Now, and I would say it's even more, they were up 10 nothing, And when they went down 30 to 10, they could have easily just thrown in their towel and say, you know, that's it. It's done. But they fought back, and, you know, they made it the game. I give a lot, you know, it's a loss, but I give them a lot of credit. They, they fought all the way, and they almost came back. Do you know why they did that? Why they what, came back? Yeah, do you know why they didn't quit? Brian Flores. Brian Flores is a good NFL head coach. Yes. All right. And so far, I don't want to jinx anything. So far, two is developing into a very nice quarterback. Yes, and they got a lot of big games coming up. They got home to the Patriots this week, which is a lot of playoff implications. Probably win, but okay. At the Raiders Saturday night, that's day good, after Christmas. That's a huge that's game. That's a really good game. And then at the Bills. So they got... Three big games coming up. Yeah, and I think Miami's going to the playoffs. Those are some really tough games, though. Well, we'll see. They got Baltimore is right, right behind them now. Well, Baltimore plays tonight in one of the best Monday Night Football games I think we've had this year. Against, I, I really hope Baltimore and Miami both make it in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, why do you say that? Because I'm a big Lamar guy, and I I always stuck. With, I, I, I've defended Baltimore saying that, you know, just a losing streak. I need to get a comeback. And... I really like Tua. I, think, I hope he's in the playoffs. That's why I hope they both make it. For me tonight with the Browns, talking from a Browns perspective, I think it is vital for the Browns to win. Because if they win tonight, they're just like the uh, the Buffalo Bills. They'll be 10-3. and three. People are going to take them seriously. This is like the week that people start to understand who's a good team and who's a well, bad team. I agree. And, and the other thing is, is to, you know, you know, it's not a good chance, but the Browns are still in a division race. It's not over yet in the NFC. No, with the Steelers North. dropping two in a row, they're still in it. If they win tonight, what, they're a game back? They're a game back. So, so by no means, the Browns are playing for a division. And what's the Browns' schedule? Can you pull up the Steelers' schedule? I'll pull up the Browns. Yeah, I got the Browns right here. All right, I'll pull up the Steelers. Who the Browns got? At the Giants Sunday night. It's a winnable game. At the Jets. That Jays should win that, that game. Hopefully. And home to the Steelers. And I'll give you the – okay, so they got the Steelers game. I'll give you the other two. They got the Bengals, probably a win. And then they got the Colts. And I am a big 
Philip Rivers fan in Indianapolis. I like what the Colts are doing there. That is going to be a tough game, and ultimately, I think the Colts out should win that game. Well, the Colts are in a division battle as well. So that's true. Yeah, you got to you got to compete with the Titans. So let's see what the records would be. If the Browns win tonight, which I think they will, they'll be ten and three. Then they beat since then they beat who are they playing next? The Giants. the Giants. Let's say they beat the Giants too. That's eleven and three. The Steelers this week will beat the uh, Bengals, so they'll be twelve and two. And then I think they lose to the Colts. They'll be twelve and three. Yep. That is a very very important week seventeen game that'll probably be flexed. Probably, but there are some really good Week 17 games this year. Now, the Bills-Dolphins game, I thought that would be a little more important, but with the Bills taking a couple games, that's probably going to stay at the 1 o'clock window. This is one of them. It is still possible the Giants and Cowboys, that's looking unlikely. Or, or it is possible that the Washington and Eagles game could be as well. If the Eagles somehow get ahead of the Giants, yes. Do the Colts play the Titans on the last week? Let me see the Colts. No, the Titans play the Texans. All right, so that's that's a meaningless game. What about the in the, the other game? What about be, the NFC West? The other game could be Cardinals and Rams. That 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 could be an important one. Absolutely, that could be determined a wild card spot. That is going to be a fun Week Seventeen. Yeah, I hope what they do is they move all the non, they move all the games that don't mean anything to one o'clock. That's that would be good. Yeah, and then have every playoff game with implications of four o'clock. Yeah, because the one o'clock is kind of like you get settled in. It's the mm-hmm. undercard. I completely agree. Play. Completely agree there. Yep, one hundred percent. That's and definitely something. You know, there. Joe's looking up, and the Giants are at one o'clock. Oh God! Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta? Why are you gotta do me like that? Dude? Well, like, like, hey, they, if they keep playing really like they did yesterday, it'll be one o'clock. They, they might be in eleven a.m. if they keep playing like that. <laughs> um. All right. So, you want to add anything else to any other games? No, it's just that uh, you know a lot of good NFL coming up, and 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 Joe, I do have some breaking news. What's that? The Pac-12 championship game was supposed to be. Was Washington and USC? Mm-hmm. Well, Washington had COVID issues, and they're out of the championship game, so it's going to be USC and Oregon now. And wait, who'd you say is moving out? Uh, Washington is out. They got COVID issues. What was Washington's record? Uh, they were three and two, but they did win a division. Okay, and they're the second place in the division. What were their record? Were they two and three, or were they also three and two? I think uh, I think Washington was three and one. Oregon was three and two. So. Okay, so Oregon's three and two, and they're playing. Say it one more USC, time. USC, you're talking USC, who are five. Okay, USC is going to win either way, but okay, yeah. So Washington's got COVID issues. Was that a rule, or they just had they had to move out of the game? Uh, because they they, they, they didn't get the five games; they only got four. Yeah, no, the rule was that um that they didn't have fifty three <laughs> scholarship players. Okay, that's it, scholarship players. Okay, so you know, you know, USC was probably going to win, but I feel bad for Washington not getting their chance in the guys. Championship game. Yeah, it's rough, but UN- USC is going to be heavy uh, favorites in this game. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, USC was a seven-point favorite with Washington. I'm curious to see if there's a new line with Oregon. What do you, what do you think, the 10 or 11? Um, I would say maybe 9 or 10. They still have it at 7. I don't know if that's the old line. Um, it's not It's not going to get up to 14. I was thinking 14. It's not going to get up to that. Let me check. That's an ESPN. Let me check on fan. Uh, here, pop- college football. What day is this? Friday night, right? Friday night at eight. Always traditional Pac-12 championship. Friday night. Friday is the wrong date. This Friday is the eighteenth. I do not see. Uh, the, ga- uh, the game is down. Game is down. Did they move? Yeah, it's not here. They're probably redoing the line. That's yeah. why I was looking for the Pac-12 championship game before. I couldn't find it on on NCAA.com. They must have taken them all down, down from all websites. Yeah, they must have, so they're going to put a new lineup for that. Yeah, so, all right. Let's get into guest spread, Trevor. You ready for this? 
I I am ready for this. You've had a very good year so far, and you have three more weeks, and we, we could do playoffs too if you'd like, but you've been very good this year. And we'll start with yeah. tonight's game. Go ahead. What you and, and the one thing we should mention is that we are dead heat on the picks with three weeks to go. Yes, I think we're tied now, right? Yeah, because I think you had only one when I think I swept. I went one. I went into the day. I went into the day with a two point lead. You had a three and a week. I had a one and two week. So this is going to go down to the wire too. We both have awful records. We are the NFC East of picking against the spread. By the way, but if you you couldn't ask for any more drama. <laughs> so on guess the and, spread. Go ahead. What's up? And one more thing. By what's the up? way, did yeah. you see that Jets kicker? <laughs> the Jets kicker Sergio Castillo, of course. With the three minutes, because I mean. You know, I mean, they would have lost forty to twelve anyway. Wouldn't made a difference. <laughs> but I mean, that I that I reached my pick Seattle because I knew it was going to be a big response, and it was. I, I I hope you're okay with this, but I, I I've sort of given up on talking about the Jets because I don't know how much of a Owen fourteen or oh, what are they? Oh, yeah, they own fourteen or own fifteen, thirteen, whatever it is. We missed field goals. Yeah, I, I don't know and what it wasn't more like we can. Fifty yards. They were like short field goals. It wasn't even. It wasn't even crazy. I know. I was watching that, but. But at zero thirteen, I don't know how much we could do on the Not Jets, That's right? What it's, it's repetitive stuff. Adam Gase, Sam Darnold, Frank Gore defense. Like, what? It, what, what more do you want us to do? That's all. Those are the headlines. There you go. Yeah, and the, the Jets they really might go on sixteen. It's certainly a uh, possibility. And the kicking around the league yesterday was very bad. Yeah, I was I just going to bring up someone, uh, Dan Bailey in Minnesota. Yes. He's had it's not even just yesterday. Dan Bailey's been awful the entire year. Yeah, I mean he, he's had and normally he's a very reliable uh, kicker. Yeah, but this yeah. year I, I had him in fantasy for for the few first couple of weeks and I had to get rid of him early in the year because he's I'm not one to drop a lot of kickers, but awful year, Dan Bailey. But yeah. Let's get to guess the spread. Now tonight's game, you've probably seen it, but we'll still do it again and it is the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns game of the week. I think the uh, Ravens are a field goal in this game. They are. You got it right. Uh, let's get to Chargers Raiders. Raiders are four. Raiders are three and a half. Bills Broncos. Saturday night. Just remember, this is a sat two Thursday. Yes, this is the this is the this is the first game of the Saturday doubleheader. Four thirty. By the way, what a day of football! By the way, with everything going on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Bills are a seven and a half point favorite. You know, you, you I do want to do one thing, and they are Bills are six and a half. I want to pull up the college football schedule because what games is the NFL going to be competing with at four thirty and eight uh, o'clock? Four o'clock. I know it's Notre Dame Clemson. They're going to try and compete with Notre Dame Clemson. Yeah, and then they're. I mean, then they're going to try and compete with Cincinnati oh, Tulsa. I think Cincinnati is a good team. I'm a big fan of them, and, and then Florida, Alabama, Alabama Florida. Why would why do they do that? They trying to pick off fans from it from the college football. Well, I, I think I think remember the problem is is that the conference championships are never normally this late. Oh, they're usually earlier. Yeah, they're normally about two weeks early. But with everybody starting about a couple weeks later, they had to do that. We're NFL, normally in, that. we're normally getting ready for bowl bowl games, right? Yeah, well, there's actually a bowl game on Saturday, so you got a really action packed day of football. What bowl game Saturday? I think we got. Uh, I gotta look up something. It's some small bowl. This I is like every week, by the way. I always ask you what game. I can't. I can never remember what bowl games are on. Um, there's a there's the Frisco Bowl four thirty. So Frisco Bowl at four thirty. Okay. Uh, that is the nineteenth. So it's yes, that's S- SMU in the UTSA. Nineteenth is what? That's Saturday, right? That's Saturday. Yeah, so you got big slate. And then it it 
technically kicks off like day after day on the twenty first. That's what I'm saying. It always starts around the, like that Christmas break time. Yeah, and there's even um and there's even a top five uh, college basketball game, number three Iowa, number one Gonzaga. I mean, what a day! What day is that? The nineteenth. It's also Saturday at noon. So on Saturday, you got Gonzaga playing. You got the college football conference finals, and then the the NFL. Now, if you want to factor that in with preseason NBA games. It's all coming back now, Trevor. Except for the NHL. That's the only one not December there. 13th. That's official. December 13th is preseason NHL? No, I. that might be regular season. That's oh, January 13th. January. Sorry, January. But that is that is official. The 13th of January, regular season, the NHL comes back. Wait, I'm just talking about this weekend. Technically, there's no NHL. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, Nothing this weekend. Now, for the NHL, both our teams, young and up and coming, I'm looking forward to this year for the Rangers and and your Canucks too. I agree. I, I would say like I, I, the Rangers remind me of the Canucks, but I think like the Rangers are a year behind the Canucks if you ask me. But the Rangers are a better team. I agree. I agree with that. I just think that you know maybe maybe the Rangers are slightly behind. I want to see what the Rangers uh how they come out with uh Lafreniere. See what he does. So there's there's a lot of question marks. Still a lot of young yes, guys. And, and by the way, for our team this year, we're not asking for a Stanley Cup. We're asking just to prove. Completely agree. I think a playoff run would be nice this year. I, yes. You guys have a little more on your plate because you guys ended up playing the Blues last year, getting into the second round. And almost winning the uh, second round. Exactly. So you guys have a little more. I see what you're saying now. You're a year ahead. I still, I just think the Rangers are a better team. But you guys are right. You have a little more expectation than we do now. Yeah, I would say that our plate's a little bit. I would say, like, you know, maybe we're a half a year ahead of you guys or something like that. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. But let's get back to guests, bro. We had Raiders at minus three. Did we do the Bills yet? We did the Bills. All right, so now on to Sunday. We'll start Sunday with pa- – oh, no, uh, this is this is Saturday night. Panthers-Packers in Green Bay. Uh, this is a game, I think. I think. I, Packers by nine. Yeah, Packers by eight and a half. Watch out, watch out, Panthers. You know, they're, they're a sneaky Man, team. No, I've, I, I've to- I told you last week I was on the Panthers. There's, there's just something about them now. They can't seem to finish out games. They're, they trail, then they come back at the end, and then there's some sort of major collapse. <laughs> like I, I've 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 done everything I can to keep supporting the Panthers, but I can't do it anymore. All right, how about Bears Vikings? Well, big game, big game. Um, Vikings are three and a half. You got the Vikings are three and a half. How about Lions Titans? Titans are ten. I'm nine and a half. Texans Colts. Colts are seven. Yep. Jaguars Ravens. Oh, this has got to be a big spread. Um, Ravens are thirteen. Twelve and a half. Patriots Dolphins. Dolphins are a safety. Two and a half. That's not be a, not be a game I take. Yes, that's very low. Uh, Niners, Cowboys. Niners are two, three. That okay? Let me tell you something about this game. I don't know. Maybe Cowboys with the momentum and the Niners not looking too good. Maybe that's a game the Cowboys pick off. Maybe I'm not ruling it out. Here's this is a cool game. Seahawks football team. Seahawks are five. Yes. See. If Seattle played the way they did last week or the way they did against the Jets last night, I'm not saying they are because you know how bad the Jets are, but if Seattle can get Russell Wilson back on track and have some semblance of a defense. Which maybe that game starting starts, Tim. And we can only hope and pray, right? Yeah. So then you got Bucks and Falcons. Bucks are six. The Bucks at five. And then, oh, just, oh my God. Jets Rams. Rams by a hundred. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. It's pretty much 
Pretty much right. Um, Rams are probably um, 17 and a half points. We got favorite. 17. And I'm not ruling out again this week taking the big points with the Rams. With the, you might do it with the Rams. What did the, what, you and, took the Rams last week with the points? No, I took the Seahawks last week with the points. Okay. And oh, remember, good. remember, I had the Seahawks last week and the Chiefs taking the points, and I'm 2-0 and with them taking big points against the Jets, so I've done well with that this year. You have. You have you've had a good year betting against the Jets. <laughs> so is everybody. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Eagles, Cardinals. Um, I don't know who to vote for. He's one of my two favorite quarterbacks. I hope for a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals are probably seven. That's six and a half. Oh, no, I, I, I'll probably vote for Murray because I, I really like him. You 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 have a man crush on Murray. It's pretty upsetting. <laughs> like our like our quarterback a little more than him. All right. Yeah. Well, you have a crush on Jones. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I kind of don't say. <laughs> game of the week: Chiefs Saints. What a game. Um, Breeze, is he going to be back? Yes or no? We don't know. Conflicting, conflicting reports I heard. Uh, um, I'm going to say Chiefs are favored by three and a half. Four. If Breeze is back. Do you think the line moves? Maybe a Chiefs lot? by two. So you, there's no way the Saints are going to be favored. I, no, I agree no matter there. If Breeze plays or doesn't play, it's still a great game. I agree, but um, I believe this is Fox that has singled out this game as the only 425 game. Yes, this is a really good game. And then Sunday night, I, they look stupid to flex this game. Now it is Browns Giants. Browns are five. Right now they're at four and a half. We'll see it tonight after if that game. Where that line moves. And then yes. next Monday night, Steelers Bengals. Bad game. Steelers are probably 13. Yep. Classic, uh, stupid Monday night game. Except for tonight. But Monday night games are bad. Monday night football is turning into Thursday night football. Because Thursday yeah, night they, football they, usually sucks. Yes, me. They really should. It's, it adds nothing. Do, yeah. Maybe they move like Monday night football to Tuesday or even Wednesday. Like to give you something in the middle of the week. Maybe. I think two – no, but then – actually, I take that back because you'd have, like, a weird gap between Sunday and Monday. You just want the week to end. Yeah, I take that back. Keep it Monday. Um, What's up? Hey, you know, good thing you're not scheduled. Exactly. Now, let's get into some of the college football games this week. Any games on the slate that – I mean, of course, they all interest you. But what's on the – uh, agenda this weekend. Like, what do you? What's the priority for the games? Well, a lot of conference championship games. I'll tell you that first. Um, tomorrow, before we begin, we have the next to last rankings for the College Football Playoff Committee. Mm-hmm. So, and then Sunday's the big day. It's selection day. So that's the big day. Yep. This um, Sunday. This Sunday. Got so, uh, the Big Ten. All the Big Ten teams are playing. It's championship weekend. So, uh, the first place team in. In East Division, it's obviously playing the first place team in the West Division, so that's mm-hmm. a championship game. Then it goes on with from there, second place, second, third place, third, and mm-hmm. you know the whole deal from that. Right. Um, I I think that you know a Pac-12 championship game obviously kicks things off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the, some other the smaller conferences which are decent games too. Friday night, yep. Yep. Um, Big Ten game, Northwestern Ohio State. You know, if you talk about drama, if you're a guy who loves chaos, you're rooting for Northwestern to win. Oh, yeah. Can we get into this for a second? Yes. I think that the Big Ten completely screwed Indiana out of playing in this game. Indiana played through a season. They didn't have any COVID concerns. They played there, what was it, six or seven games? I forget what the number is. Well, I think is. they had one game canceled against Purdue, but it didn't matter. But 
they played more games than Ohio State. Now, just because Ohio State was in the Big Ten Championship, the rules have to change. That is not how it works. Once you, you start know, the game, you, you cannot the change the rules in the middle of the game. You cannot you do that. You know why they the rules. Because Ohio State wasn't it. No, because that's part. And if they do get in, if, if they get a college football playoff appearance, you know what the conference gets? Money. They got money. There you go. But this, but it screws Indiana's program. Look, I, I, I've gone back and forth on this. I've been like, yeah, they should have changed the rules. Ohio State's ready. Then they're like, you can't change the rules in the middle of the season. I've gone back and forth on this, you know. You know, if they would have changed the rules, then you would have blowback like this. If they didn't change the rules, then both sides would have been mad either way. So I understand why they did it, but it's not fair to Indiana who I met who met the met the agreed upon criteria. I Ohio agree. State didn't. I agree. What else is there? Well, the Big Twelve Championship game, Oklahoma, Iowa State, that's a very good game. Uh-huh. That's a Potentially top ten matchup, mm-hmm. and then we move down to uh, three thirty. We got the Sun Belt Conference, Louisiana Coastal Carolina. That's a great game. That is a good game. You got two ranked games, <laughs> two ranked teams in Sun Belt. Yeah, uh, Louisiana's had one loss this year, and that was the Coastal Carolina by three points. And Coastal Carolina undefeated, so a good rematch game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Notre Dame Clemson. That speaks for That's itself. A big game. Yep. Um, Florida Alabama. You know, it's a seventeen point line. I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than people expect. You know. I think this was a look ahead. I think Florida's, you know, defense is, uh, offense, sorry, is very good. I think, and I'm saying Florida's going to win. I think Alabama still wins by maybe touchdown, but I think it's a closer game than people expect. And then, you know, Cincinnati Tulsa, that's another good game. I think Cincinnati's a better team than Tulsa. Of course. Um, But, you know, that's a very good game. And a playoff, and there's one game, one non championship game has playoff implications. It's number five, Texas AM in Tennessee. That's a makeup SEC game. You know, Texas A&M wins, and if, te- if if Ohio State ever lost, or Clemson ever lost, the Notre Dame, Texas A&M would have a good shot to get in. So that game does mean something if somebody loses. So you can't keep your eye off at Texas A&M this week as well. Okay, I have a comment and a question regarding Florida Alabama. Yes. So number one, I think Alabama blows out Florida. Flo- uh, Alabama is the best team in college football. They're my pick to win it all. They put up like fifty points every game. They're not even. It's not even. I don't even bother watching the games. Um. So Alabama's gonna win the game. As for Florida, Florida might have cost themselves a chance in the NCAA playoffs when that Florida player, who I don't know his name, if maybe you do, you could fill in the blank. When he threw his shoe twenty yards across the field, it set up a big penalty. And LSU was able to convert a 57-yard field goal, the longest in their franchise history. And LSU was able to complete the upset. Any chance Florida had of making it to the playoffs? Out the door. It's gone. I remember that was third down, so they would have gotten off the field. They would have gotten... Yeah. No, I'm trying to think back. Yeah, that it's just a stupid penalty. And to be fair to the kid, it was a stupid penalty. They, that's why they lost. To be fair to the kid, it was only a tie game, so they could still have lost it over. No, 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 it's, it's not, nothing for the kid. That's a stupid thing to do. You cost your team a chance to go to the NCAA playoffs. You should be on the team, you're right. All right, I, I, I lied, I have two more questions. Number one, is Clemson-Notre Dame at Notre Dame or is it a neutral site? Neutral site. Where? Panther Stadium. In Carolina? Yes. Oh, are there fans? Um, I believe that uh, the ACC is still discussing that. For, but the game's in... Five days. 
I agree. Now, we don't know about Carolina. It's been back and forth. With, is it in North Carolina or South Carolina? That's the big key. I think it's North Carolina. Now, I think the Panthers have been having fans, right? I'm trying to remember. I, I think they have. But I think they will have fans then. If the Panthers have fans, I think they will have fans then. Yeah, I, I think they do. I'm probably wrong, but I think they do. All right. And if Clemson loses, you think Texas A&M's in? Yes. No. Or, yes, but, I, I do. Okay, so if Clemson loses, they're out. But then you got Cincinnati that they're undefeated and the conference champion, and then really things get interesting, then who is the spot go to? Well, here, I'll give you this. Cincinnati has to beat a ranked opponent in their conference game. Texas A&M is playing Tennessee. Now, what is Tennessee's record? Let's go to the conference that I am. Two, three and six. Three and six. Let me hold on. Let me get to this real quick. Yeah, three and six. So they're playing a team under five hundred. Yes. So that game comes with it's a it's a grain of salt. You yeah, but I, I think the thing is for if you're you're not in the conference championship, I think the committee just wants to see you again just in case. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so, but I I I want to see Cincinnati there because I don't know. I'm just, it's like a, a lower tier conference, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's not the SEC, it's not the Big Ten. To get in. Probably um, not. A lot would I have mean, to happen. They need a lot of help. No, I, I you know if it comes out of Texas A&M's inside, the one thing I would say is the committee loves to favor the SEC. That's true because they love the SEC. That's you're right there. So I don't. I hate to you know. I hate to bark at the committee, but you know that's the uh, that's the rules. No, you're right. You're right. And then let me ask you this too. I'll ask you one more. If Ohio State loses by some miracle, and all so someone has to lose Clemson Notre Dame. Ohio State's going to be out. Clemson's going to be out. I'm really rooting for Northwestern because there will be all chaos all over. You want Northwest? Okay, that would be cool. Yeah, because then I, th- if Notre Dame loses, are they are they out? I don't know. I I, I don't know. You know, if if Northwestern beats Ohio State, Joe will be on the phone with an emergency <laughs> coordinating meeting. <laughs> Because I feel bad for Indiana then, because Indiana would have won that game. But here, I'll give you this. If Ohio State loses, which is unlikely, it's not going to happen, and then if Clemson loses, which I also think, what's the line on that game? I'm pretty Uh, sure Clemson's got to be favored, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Clemson started off a 7.5-point favorite early in the week. The money's come pouring in. They're not 10.5. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're right. The money has come in. Um, So, they're massive uh, favorites. So, if Clemson loses and Ohio State loses... You got to give the spot to Cincinnati and Texas A&M. Florida's yeah, done. I, Florida I, that should cost their season. Florida's done. Which one of them losing could happen, but both of them losing is extremely unlikely. I but. completely agree. I agree. I mean, but it's 2020. I've seen strange things, but uh, I also feel bad for Coastal Carolina. They they played. This is going to be their eleventh game. If they win, they'll be eleven and zero. I think they're getting lost in the dust. Today. And it's a big game for Coastal Carolina because those little teams, the group of five, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. which they are. Whoever the highest ranked group of five is gets a New Year's Six Bowl appearance. So if they win and Cincinnati loses, Coastal Carolina would get that New Year's Six appearance. So Coastal Carolina is still playing. Oh, so there are some bowl implications on this one. Oh, yeah, because if, you know, Coastal Carolina can still get a New Year's Six Bowl. That's pretty cool. That's really cool, though. Yeah, so Coastal Carolina is still playing for a ton. All right. There you go. College football. And Trevor, you know what it's time for? My segment. It's the people's favorite segment. Trevor Markowski segment. Where is Hollywood? I thought you were going to call LeBron. He was going to tell you, like, get you get you on a plane out there. He's been busy. He's been busy. Okay, I give him that. He's busy not playing in preseason games. Yes. <laughs> it's a good thing, but go ahead. On to the Trevor segment. Um, so, we have midweek 
uh, Premier League this week, by the way. We have midweek and weekend. You know, we have we have to do midweek because since the season started a couple weeks later, we mm-hmm. got to put some games in where um. Kind of cool though. Can... Yes, uh, three o'clock Wednesday. It's on NBC SN. Liverpool against Spurs. By the way, top two in the league. They're tied in points for number one. But Spurs does have the advantage because of goal difference. And I, I, what, what are you gonna say? I mean, first time from first place. You can't say any more than that. No, that's a great game. And midweek. Is there any way they would move that? Because <clears throat> it's a midweek. Oh, it's, is this all midweek? All the games are midweek. Okay. Yeah, all the all the games are midweek because since the season started a month later, they gotta fit some games in. Okay, so that that so is a really sure, good game. Make sure they don't end in July again this year. Right. So, uh, no, that's a really good game. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Two things. How was the uh, Manchester Derby and the tie I saw? It was, you know, you know, for a Manchester Derby, you know, as a casual fan, it wasn't that entertaining. But as a soccer fan, it was really good strategy and all that. And there's been better better Manchester Derbies. But I would say the winner of the game has probably been Manchester United. Um, they're coming off a tough. They got knocked out of the Champions League and one of the star players wants out. Mm-hmm. So it's been a rough week for them. And they're kind of responsive like that the tie. I would say they probably got the they were probably they were probably more happy with a tied in city was. All right, I know that you're on suicide watch here. That Arsenal again losing to Burnley, who is on the cusp of relegation. What the heck is going on in, in with Arsenal? You know what? I think I think it might be better for Arsenal that they have no fans now after all these games. <laughs> I think the fans are ready to revolt on the field. <laughs> I I don't want to alarm you, Trevor. Five points from ne- relegation. Yeah, and. You know, everybody's saying, oh, you know, it's the manager's fault. And I'll, I, I, they beat Manchester City Liverpool during the, the summer. It, they can't do it. They've been showing they can do it. What I they? just think that, you know, the manager took over in January, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start there. He's been unfit. His year has been, you know, you know, what a way to take over in January of this year. I mean, you know, two months later, your pandemic comes. You can't really sign too many free agents or whatever you like to call them, transfers. You're... you're, you're Budget are shrunk, so mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree? You got to give him a pass with all the pandemic and the less money. Wouldn't you agree with that? Mm, I don't know. A, a lot of t- uh, what's it called? Spurs and Liverpool and Southampton. Well, all these fair, teams aren't having a lot of trouble. Well, they were better last year before the pandemic, anyway. All right, I trust you more than I trust myself. So, in EPL, so. You know, in my opinion, it's you know, I mean, you know, taking over too much before a pandemic—that's tough as it is. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll trust you on this because I don't know a lot of the EPL, so, but. So I'm saying that you know everybody should take it easy and imagine. I've seen improvement; it can be done. They can be different teams. It's just that you got to give. It's only been a, less than a year. Got to give the guys some time. You know, COVID has certainly not helped. And I'll, I'm I'm more of a wait and see approach on this. You know, I'm more of patience. We're gonna know? we're gonna have to do weekly check ins on Trevor to make sure everything's going smoothly. Because if, yes. if if Arsenal gets close to relegation, we're gonna have to send some social workers up to Trevor, make sure everything's yes. all right. Um. Yes. So. Couple more things I want to get to, Trevor. Oh, actually, let me let me do this. Game of the week in the NFL, Chiefs Saints. Uh, hopefully we get hopefully we get Breeze back for a Breeze versus Mahomes. And Mahomes last week threw three interceptions. Uh, one play he had that massive thirty yard sack. Was looking back on it, was it looks like a Madden play, but that is the game of the week. You have the brilliant Saints team against the offensive heavy Chiefs team. The four twenty five on Sunday, the only four twenty five game on Fox. Go get them. It's a great game. Enjoy it. So, I want to get to a couple more things here, Trevor. We'll start with the basketball. And this is kind of old news now, but we haven't been able to talk about it. It's that Kyrie Irving 
was at one point refusing to talk to the media. Ever since then, he actually talked to them today. And he was all nicey-nice to them. He thanked every one of them for coming in and talking to him. So someone must have said something to him. But regardless, he was talking yesterday. But as a Net fan, I'll tell you this. I don't have a problem with him not talking to the media. Only if he's playing like an all-star. Play like crap, and you better be facing the media after every game. 20 minutes after the game, you better be on that Zoom call answering questions. That does not float in this town. So if you are an all-star, have at it. Play the basketball game, go home, come back the next day, and do it again. But if you're dropping 10 points in 38 minutes, and you play like crap defensively, and you're hogging the ball, not gonna doesn't sit well. Then you gotta talk. I I I, I completely agree. Um, you know, as an F fan, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I I completely agree. You know, I'm not a big fan of you know talking to me. I'm not a fan of distractions on on the field mm-hmm. or on the court, whatever you like to call it. Mm-hmm. But I, I completely agree. And, and I have a question for you. First preseason game for the Nets. What was your thoughts? Well, uh, uh, number one was seeing Kevin Durant healthy and playing. And number two was seeing him play great and Kyrie playing great. So you had Kevin Durant play about 25 minutes. He dropped 15 points in his return back. He looked great. Kyrie Irving played 17 minutes, and he had around 18 points. The only thing I would do differently, and I know it's a preseason game, so I'm not getting critical, Steve Nash put out a starting five that is pretty close to what you're going to see on opening night on December 22nd. The only thing I would do differently, I would swap out Spencer Dinwiddie for Karis LeVert. That's the only thing I would do differently. They're both pretty good. Like, they're both, like, pretty close. But Dinwiddie can be an awesome six-man. And I'll give you another thing I saw. Joe Harris and Landry Shamet, they're sharing time. They both played about... 20 minutes. I think Harris played 19, Shamat played 21. So it's almost for so the first preseason game, we're sort of a platoon. And we'll see where Steve Nash goes with that. I still want to see Joe Harris out there all the time. But so far, so good. And you almost throw out the scores in the preseason games. They won, but means nothing. I was just happy to see Kevin Durant healthy. And how, and go ahead, I'll react to that. I go more by individual performances than I do wins and losses in preseason. Of course, I think everyone does. So, so let me ask you this. Yes. How the Lakers do? What are your thoughts on them? Well, I really like what I've seen from Kuzma. Okay, that was your number one priority going into preseason was Kuzma. Yes. Um, so I really, really, really like to uh, uh, see that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy. Kuzma, you know, I don't know the hair change or whatever, but that doesn't matter to me. But... <laughs> But, you know, I think he's played well. Mm-hmm. And this Orton Tucker kid came out of nowhere. Oh, you were right. I think, what, he what, 33 points yesterday? Yeah, and 20-something, you know, it's 19 the end of the day. And I look back at his career stats. He's had six regular season games only. And he's put up 10, 14 points in, you know, 30 minutes. So it's not that How old is he? 20. Oh, wow. Um, And he's playing in two playoff games. I think he's 20. I got to look. I'll look but it up for you. Go ahead. You can talk. I'll look it up. He's playing two playoff games for, like, a little less under 10 minutes. He didn't do anything in the playoffs, but... You know, if this guy could be half as good as he is in the preseason, we got something cooking here. And Montrezl Howell, I really like what I've seen from him so far. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on Lakers are, but that's that's my thoughts as a fan. So on this Taylor Horton Tucker kid, 
THT. Yeah. I guess we'll call him that. Yes. He's played six games with the Lakers last year. He averaged, where are the points? I don't know how to use basketball reference right now. 5.7 points per game. Yesterday, he dropped 33. He went 33-10-4. Also had four steals and a field goal percentage of 64. He's 20 years old. Where did they get him from? Was he drafted or was he just signed? It looks like he was just signed. It doesn't look like he was drafted. He was, he, he did go to Iowa State, so I can give you that. No, never mind. Second round pick, uh, second round 46th overall pick. Yes. So late in the second round. So you guys might have found some lightning in a bottle with this young kid, T.A. And already, already with a stacked team already. Yeah. And if, if you guys can find, because you guys are an old team. Like you, I give you guys two or three more years. But if you That's can okay. start finding, think, oh, I, I know you will. I know you will. Three three straight years, or rather four straight years of uh, constant championship aspirations. And, and um, I'm losing the word. Uh contention i don't know what i'm saying anymore <laughs> but um but yeah four straight years of competitive basketball you take you yeah, sign so up right now i i would too and you know i've been i've been very happy so far and um by the way um lebron and ad frank Vogel said they're going to play the last two games of the preseason so you so. guys i was looking at the schedule you the uh, the knicks play four preseason games we we do we play four two we play two right. against the Clippers, and we play two against phoenix and the nets play two they have Washington and then Boston. I wonder how yeah, that I was. Think the NBA rule was you have to play at least two preseason games. So I I guess it was up to the teams to schedule those. Yeah, I like the Lakers. You know, four games. I'm fine with that. It's just enough for me. I'm fine with the Nets too. I I just want to I want to make sure Kevin Durant you know gets into a little bit of a rhythm. You know, yeah, I, and I don't mind Frank Vogel. You know, everybody was saying that's outrageous. How does LeBron Nate you don't play in you know, two preseason games? I was fine with that. I'm fine if they don't play at all. You know what? Don't play in the first two games. Play a little bit in the last last two games. Don't don't take unnecessary risks. I like that they didn't play in the first two games to see to see other players play and see what they are. You're right. Don't risk injuries, and don't, you have to remember they're coming off of a very short off season. Yeah, and I expect them in the last two games. I expect them maybe only to play 15, 20 minutes. They're not going to play that much. I wouldn't think maybe just a little bit. Right, and just, and load just to get lo- their feet wet. Load man load management is going to be a really really important thing this year. Yes. All right. So we got down to the basketball. We did football. Let's touch on a little New York baseball. And we'll start with the Mets. They hired Jared Porter to be the 14th general manager in their franchise's old and dumb and a bunch of other bad adjectives history. And he was seen as the next up-and-coming general manager for, for the last couple of years. He has a strong background in, like, scouting and player development. And over the years, since 2004 or 2003, he's won four World Series with that title of Director of Player Development. And well, as a first-time GM, time's going to tell. Go ahead. Well, I would say, look, he's got a good background. I mm-hmm. think there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I am I going to say, oh, I like the pick, I don't like the pick? I For general managers, unless they were general managers, I, I, I'm going to say I can't tell you until I see the product on the field. And um, Go ahead. I, I say for a reasonable GM, going to be reasonable, I give him three or four years, mm-hmm. see what he does. Um, and then he say, I'll, I'll say, you know, come back to me in three or four years and I'll tell you if it was a good pick or not. Um, you know, they're taking a flyer. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the Mets. It's, things you know, are, th- are going to go wrong. Dave Cohen, he always takes flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's a wild card play, but you know, it's better than having a failed guy who's been who failed before. I'd rather have a clean slate guy, if you ask me. No, that's fair. But you want to hear? This is my question. Yes, it's what kind of role is he going to have? Because Steve Cohen seems to be very hands on, like with the baseball decisions, and so I does like Sandy that. Alderson. So, where does the general manager play here? Like Sandy Alderson is the director of baseball operations, so I assume he's going to be making all the baseball decisions. I well, have a feeling that this general manager is one here as a scapegoat if things don't go right, and he's also going to be, again, that lead, like, scout and head of the analytic department. Like, you understand what I'm saying here? Yes, I can give you Steve and uh, uh, Sandy Zumba, and I can call him. Can you can get tell them, you, but... Let's get them on the show. Like, you think they can come on here, we can interview them. <laughs> no, wouldn't sure, that be I awesome? Can... Once, once we get Steve Cohen and Sandy Olison, I think we can retire from the show. Yes, that that's like the 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 like the ultimate end game, right? Yes. Uh, all right, and then the Mets also signed James McCann to a forty million dollar deal, and I'm I'm curious to see what you think about this because this guy went from a non tender two years ago to a guy who's going to be making forty million plus this year, and the Mets went on and made a decision to favor the bat over the glove. So I want to hear your thoughts, and then I'll I'll react to it. Oh, I, I, I think it's a good signing. You know, it's a you know safe option. With defensive catcher, you know, it's not going to line up with the offensive numbers, but I think it's a, it's a solid catcher. And you know, I'm okay with the Mets signing, you know, four years, 40 million, take some resources out of the way from signing other players mm-hmm. as I'm hinting at. But you know, from a neutral perspective, I'm fine. It sucks resources away from the Mets, and I'm okay with that. It's <laughs> you're such a Mets hater, <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you along those lines that. They took a lesser catcher. They didn't want to blow the bank open for JT Romito. Uh, and they instead went for average defending, which is it's all right. I think he's actually very good when it comes to the new school metrics. Now, I'm not up to date with those, and neither are you. But, like, the frame rates and all the analytical background defensive stats, I think he's pretty good with that. So the geeks and computer nerds like that. But he's going to hit 270. Right, he's gonna hit about twenty-five home runs, and from a catcher, that's all you're gonna. That's all you want at the plate. If you can find productive offense from a catcher, you find yourself a good catcher. You, my question is, is gonna hold up on the defensive side. But let me. Go ahead. Yeah, time will tell. You're right. But let me also ask you this, and this is for, this is like a rhetorical question: Was it right to not use that money for J. T. Armido, who you don't have any defensive questions about? And instead, use that money for a Springer or a Bauer or a Jaco de Rizzi or, you know, along those lines. Anything else? I think it was. I think it was, too. I agree. And then we got to touch one last thing. DJ LeMahieu. As the days go on, the angrier and angrier I get. And the more and more I think that he's not going to come back. And I don't know. I, it, I, 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 I still have hope that I think he will. I, I'm hoping. But... but uh, but, you know, I'm getting ready for the march on the stadium. I'm getting ready. I'll be there with you. My pick and fork and, and my fire stick. But after all he's done for this team, you know, all the clutch hits, the timely home runs, the great defensive plays, you won't meet him in the middle? You won't give oh, him that oh, fifth that's year? ridiculous. They should. I know. They got to give it to him. It's so embarrassing coming from the greatest franchise in all of sports. It's embarrassing to open up Twitter to see the two sides over $25 million apart. We're near Christmas and these guys aren't even close. Yeah. 
unacceptable. Unacceptable. It really me. is. And I'm wondering, where did the evil empire go? What happened? This is the Cole's best happened. player. No, no, no. I, I don't want to hear Cole. I really, I don't want to hear agree. Cole's name. Because this guy is the reason you've had success. He's the best player to wear this uniform in the last decade. Don't give me Aaron Judge. Stay on the field for more than 110 games, Aaron. Don't give me Stan. You too. Without him, there are no Yankees. The Yankees cease to exist. Everything that has happened, every good moment the last two years, has happened at the expense of DJ LeMahieu. I agree. Maybe, maybe buying, uh, maybe, you know, buying Cashman, here's your rally car, you know, maybe things change. In addition to Sandy Alderson, we'll get Brian Cashman in here so we can rip him apart for this. Yes, so we'll see. Maybe things will change in a couple of days as uh, they do in sports. But, and that's all I oh, got. But me too. Um, Trevor, the Thursday show or Friday show, depending on what we think, comes back to the second show of the week. For that, we will dive into the NBA season. We'll have our predictions for that along with a bunch of other New York sports topics. But for now, I'm Joe Morales. You get me on Twitter at Joe Morales underscore. That's Trevor Markowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.